Hey everybody, welcome to This is Ranger Country. Tonight, Brad Anderson and I, your co-hosts for this show, are actually on location in, uh, what's the name of this establishment, Mr. Anderson? We call this the Streamside Hall. Streamside Hall. The easternmost hall in Grand Rapids. Excellent. Yes, yes, on location. Very excited to be here, John. Um, here we are, it's one day, one day of school until spring break, the much-awaited, much-anticipated Spring break. You know, I was talking to um, my neighbors who are teachers. Uh, very lucky guy. We I live close by. All my neighbors are uh, fellow teachers at the high school. And we were talking about how the fact that last spring break, there wasn't a break. A lot of uncertainty. A lot of questions. Um, not, not really certain whether we were coming back, uh, how long our break would be. And then the summer break, it just, it just didn't feel the same, right? Um, I don't know about you, John, but we stayed fairly close to home. We kept it pretty limited, and so through the springtime, the summer, and the fall, and the winter, this is kind of our first crack at, at, at a true break where I feel like we can kind of just let our guard down and, and be in the sense that we're going to relax. I feel like it's the first time that we can, as teachers, students, staff, admin, we can just like take a deep breath, and whether you're staying home, you're doing a little staycation, you can just, you can just breathe. I hear that. Yeah, we need this break too. I mean, we can't completely let our guards down because uh, that was you know, uh, I misspoke there. So yeah. yeah, yeah, not let our guard down, but relax. But we can relax. We can take some deep breaths, and we can uh, we can enjoy a well earned uh, a reprieve. All Amen. Right. So what do we got on for tonight, Brad? Uh, well, we're going to be talking the news. We've got some hometown hero uh, faces in the crowd. We're going to talk athletics. We have a, a really good faces in the crowd actually um, that hasn't that uh, I think should be a surprise and, and a great uh, uh, mention for everybody. And then we're going to talk about Ranger recommendations. And we will give you an update on the sandwich contest, which has caused many great debates in my classroom over the last week. It has been heated. Excellent. So other than, other than the great uh, condiment uh, and sauces discussion. I, I still have some students who are like, Mr. Anderson, you are dead to me. Um, you are, <laughs> you harsh. are, you are anti-condimentist. And I said, listen, that's, that's not true. You you're putting words in my mouth. I, so anyways, it's been heated since then. So <laughs> I'm sorry I, that you've been labeled an anti-saucer. Yeah, I am. I'm an anti-saucer, but uh, anyhow, uh, here we go. Central high school countdown to spring break begins. When, when I wrote this script, we had five days to school, five days of school left. We have one. We have one. And the hours uh, tomorrow, it is a run out the clock operation. I'm sorry to say it uh, for most of us. Uh, you know, the students, hats off to our students. They oh, have yeah. just been through so much. The highs and the lows, an absolute roller coaster of emotions. A lot of them are involved in the fine arts, clubs, athletics, student council. And it has just been the most up and down year, as you can imagine. And so our, our students need it. They need this. For sure. You know, I, I teach primarily uh, seniors this year. I've got one junior class, but, and I've got a few jun juniors, not enough, near, not nearly enough in my yearbook class, but I mostly have seniors. And I just, you know, this has been a crazy year, not just because it's so unorthodox and there's so many things that we can't do, but also because They've been gearing up for this year for 12 years, their entire career. You know, we, we work all through school with that ambition of eventually getting to be a senior, not just walking across the stage, although that's a big part of it. Also, all the accoutrement that goes along with that and, yeah. you know, all the really cool stuff. And, you know, it's too bad that they don't get to do a lot of that, but... Uh, there's been some other good to come out of it. So yeah, there's been some silver going. linings. And uh, right now 
winter sports wrapped up. I feel like it is wrapping up. We'll talk about that. Winter sports got to wrap up. Spring uh, sports are firing up, and there's a lot of the news with that. I mean, as far as things go as planned, we will be having a spring sports season, and Forstall Central has a knockout um, laundry list of spring sports that do very well. And so the, the students are really excited about that. So count down to spring break. Some people are heading out of town. Some people are staying here. Whatever you're doing, we hope you just get to unplug, unwind, relax, recharge. And when we get back, it's, I mean, it's the downhill slide. It is. Absolutely. I mean, it, it is every year. Now, there, there are some rumblings that we may be going uh, virtual as soon as that first Monday after we get back. There's some things that the CDC is saying and stuff. Not, not to dwell on negativity because I hope that that's not the case. I hope we can... Uh, I hope we can make it through that whole first week and just, you know, get back in our stride and, yeah. and do what we need to do. But so I, I've ascribed to long ago, I just, it's uh, my attitude is win the day and plan a day ahead. And as long as I know within 24 hours, what's, what's supposed to be planned the next day, I can adapt to the situation. So I try to, I, I'm going to think about that Monday at about 9 PM on Sunday. And uh, that's not normally the Brad Anderson way, but that's the way it's got to be in order to survive this whole situation. Yeah, that seems fair, Brad. I mean, yeah, seems fair. I, I don't know, but the countdown begins. I'm excited. You're excited. Hopefully you are listening to this while you are driving to Tennessee or Florida or out west or maybe just to a staycation in Chicago or even here to a park, uh, maybe to Wabash, Wisconsin to visit your Granny June. Who knows? Whatever you're doing, we hope you're listening and we hope to send some good vibes your way. Um, with this news. Um, so again, Central High School, a couple things. If you're a senior, make sure you check out with the counseling department. There is a survey you're supposed to fill out about uh, scholarships. And John, I hope there's, I hope there's like a crash in the cost of college oh, uh, yes. tuition by the time our children make it. Because right now, um, it is wildly expensive. So any scholarships that your children can apply to or win or, um, you know, receive it, it's all to the good. And this, uh, this particular scholarship is the West Michigan veterans coalition armed forces dependent scholarship. You can apply for it up until April 24th. It's a great opportunity. My good friends over at the American Legion, the McDonald Osmer post, uh, sent it over. So hopefully go check that out. Um, got a little bit of, a little bit of sad news. I got news today that, uh, the hall of fame outing has been rescheduled for the fall, uh, which will be announced. That is just one of my favorite events of the year. Uh, the Hall of Fame outing usually features anywhere between five to eight new Hall of Fame inductees. And uh, this year um, on the docket is Ken George. Our good oh. friend Ken George is one, of, one the, of our Hall of Fame coaches for basketball. He was supposed to be inducted last springtime. And then again, this springtime as a, you know, an accomplished basketball uh, coach, um, as accomplished as you'll find in, in this area. And, and, you know, quite frankly, is just being an, an amazing community member, teacher, father, yeah, you know, coach, sure. you know, he's all things. Mentor. He's been our English department chair for the last, I don't know, four years at this point, because we used to do every two to three years we'd swap out, but he's been right. doing such an amazing job and leading us through uh, so many uh, hard and tumultuous times that we've just left him in charge yeah. for now because he's doing a good, a great job with it. Coach George is a beacon of positivity and I always call him my, my teaching hero. You know, he's, he's the teacher that I hope to grow up to become someday. Um, and he's on that list of hall of fame inductees. 
And so he kind of joked today. He said, man, this, this hall of fame committee will do anything to keep me out of the induction <laughs> ceremony, but you know, we're, we're doing our best and it's just not a good look right now to have a banquet and a hall of fame golf outing. So we want to do it right. We want to, we want to recognize um, these, these inductees the right way. And so the fall we'll be looking at, and, and you better believe Ranger ball will turn out in large numbers to, to honor um, coach George. I mean, he has 20 years of players and families that want to honor him. And there's other teams as well that will be inducted and honored on that night. And and that is one of my favorite nights of the year. If you haven't been to the hall of fame induction, if you get an opportunity, you need to go. The, the, the golf outing is just such a fun time. It's usually in May. Um, it might be freezing rain. It might be 70 degrees, but it is a great time. But then the dinner, it's always great to see these past athletes, coaches, and community members be honored for their contributions. So look for that rescheduled date. And uh, we appreciate the efforts of the athletic boosters led by the new president, uh, Jen Bunky. And, and hopefully we uh, can reschedule for the fall and honor our Hall of Fame members. John, uh, what's going on at Central Woodlands? All right, so Central Woodlands, we've been talking our last several episodes. One of the biggest things that they have in March, it's March's reading month. We're, we're gearing up for the very end of March, which is tomorrow, and they've been preparing for that book bowl, which we've talked about ad nauseum at this point. Yes. Tomorrow's the day. The kids are all prepped. From what I understand, they are going to be uh, competing. It's going to be a, a day of, of uh, heart competition, like really stretching their brains to try to remember minute details from the books. And when it's all said and done, I think that there's going to be a lot of candy and a lot of like happy claps on the back and uh, lots of fun. Yeah, fun movies. I think probably you know it's the last day before a break. Those yeah. teachers and those kids both need it, so I'm sure it's going to be a bit of a a quote unquote party. You know, I don't think yeah. it'll be a true party in the truest sense, but I think they're going to have a great time. Well, that's that's great to hear. Get kids excited about uh, reading and and make this last day before spring break as fun as possible. Uh, Pine Ridge March March book madness does continue just like Central Woodlands and it wraps up I'm sure it does at the at the uh, other elementaries as well March 30th author author uh, Ebony Glenn visited today Pine Ridge uh, via zoom so interested to hear about that and how that visit went um, Ada Elementary Friday May 7th yeah, they have a virtual wine tasting John did you sign up for the virtual wine tasting you know I didn't get a chance to I... I dabbled. Sign John up. I dabbled a little bit on my tasting. own just to prepare, but uh, I didn't get to officially uh, sign up for the virtual wine tasting. His daughter goes to Central Woodlands, but you can sign him up anyways. You know, PTO. I am a huge supporter of all Ranger <laughs> Country community schools, so I'm willing to do whatever it takes to further the agenda of this Ranger Country. Yes, anything, anything um, it takes. And then Monday, uh, May 3rd through the 7th, the Ada PTO will have a online auction, so be sure to check that out. It's for a great cause. The PTOs at all the schools have done such a great job through all this being creative. I know that Pine Ridge did an online auction last May. These are really great opportunities to support your school uh, and support uh, the students of that school. And uh, thank you to the PTOs that put all that together. Um, FHPS 2021, we've mentioned it again. It's, it's coming up. We're about a month away from the State of the District uh, luncheon, Thursday, May 6, 2021 at noon. It's a live virtual event. Make sure you keep an eye out for those details. And when that comes out, so you can be a part of that or um, at least check out the details. And then community-wise, uh, John and I just wanted to extend our, our heartfelt gratitude and best wishes to the teachers, the students, and the administrators, and quite frankly, all the staff, from the custodial staff to the food service workers to aides to, to the front office workers um, on a, I, I hesitate to say great year, but we have made the best of this year. 
And, you know, I, I think, I hope our community members understand that, that and, and John, you've, you begin to use this kind of as, as your tagline at the end, and I really like it, the best of intentions, assume positive attention, intentions. And teachers have done their best to deliver to students. Students are surviving this quagmire that is the year. Um, and all other, other, all other support staff from your admin to your food service workers and everybody in between that I mentioned are really on like they're on deck. All hands have been on deck through this whole thing. And um, we all, they all deserve a pat on the back. And I, and so, uh, you know, if you're out there listening, um, I can't say everyone by name, but this has been an incredible effort on your behalf from, from the top. Uh, from the front office uh, on, on Cascade and Burton Street down to, you know, the, the person, the night shift, uh, you know, six-hour service cleaner that's that's taking care of business. Everybody has had a hand in making sure this ship has stayed afloat. For sure. I mean, we can all agree that this hasn't been a perfect year by any stretch, but like you said, everybody. At the beginning of the year, uh, Dan Beam asked that everybody have some grace. Right. Give grace to the teachers, give grace to the parents, give grace to the students. Everybody just have a little bit of grace in your heart and let people have some space and be flexible. And people, we've made it through. And that's what mo that's what's most important. There have been some ups. There's been a lot of downs, but everybody has continued to work and people have been flexible. People have changed routines, developed new systems. They've worked their butts off. Like you said, custodial has gone above and beyond my yearbook students have dumped them the hallway heroes because they are out there every single well, day well working their tails off they're they're moving buckets of wipes around they're cleaning classrooms they're working jeff jeff tolar as we discussed on the last um on our last episode hardest working man at fhc and his staff is not far behind him they are amazing and from them all the way across the every custodian in every single building there are a lot of great custodians out there they're all working equally hard the teachers the speech language pathologists the psychologists the counselors, counselors everybody everybody the students are bending over backwards to get stuff done in a in an age that you know it should be making things easier with the virtual but it really let's be honest does not make it easier john let's i mean doris kern's goodwin <laughs> And H.W. Brands and, and David Brinkley, renowned historians, they're going to be writing books about the experience of the American student and the American education system through this. And, and unless you're in the trenches, it is really hard to wrap your head around the full experience of what we, we have all been through. And I, I tell you what, uh, today we were talking about uh, the Great Depression in, in, in uh, my AP World History class. I teach a one-day lesson on it because it's AP World History, 10,000 years of history. So we finally get to this spot where I, I talk about the Great Depression. And I tell the kids, uh, I'd say, listen, you know, I grew up and you grew up with our grandparents who had experienced that in their teenage years. And we'd sit there at Thanksgiving or around a campfire on the back deck in the summertime. And your parents, your grandparents would regale you the tales from the Great Depression. And I said, listen, someday you're going to be that grandparent at the, at the Thanksgiving table around, you know, out at the beach one day with your grandkids. And you're going to be like, remember when we used to wash the, the, the groceries before we brought them in and out? Remember when I got quarantined three times and, you know, our spring sports got there? I said, you guys don't understand this now because nor should they. But our students from, you know, your kindergartners who might, you know, will have, they'll remember some, they'll of, remember some sure. of this. They will talk about this whole experience in a way that we were talked about, you know, our grandparents' experiences through troubling times. 
And they, that their eyes got pretty big on that. They're like, and I think it was a realization finally today of these juniors that, wow, we're going to have some stories. Even the, even the most mundane things that they went through from being quarantined to missing a sporting event to not having, you know, the, the, the rites of passage. Those are going to be some pretty crazy stories to tell kids someday. No doubt. No doubt about it. I mean, I remember before this pandemic started, um, I remember people like grandparents who had gone through the Great Depression. I'd go to their house and they would have tons of paper towels and toilet paper and i'm yeah. like oh man grandma's crackers she's losing it why does yeah. she have 50 why do you have so things? much tupperware and guess who's <laughs> laughing now because right. grandma had plenty of toilet paper yeah. in 2020 where the rest of us were like maybe i should get a bidet i don't know do i shower right now what's going on <laughs> grandma was all set when it hit the fan <laughs> when, um when you know it so you know we if, so once again extending our best wishes and our and our gratitude out to everybody in ranger country who has been on deck throughout all this. That's and absolutely be, everybody, including parents, everyone. Yes. From top to bottom, left to right, all the way around. Bus drivers, everybody. Every single person. Um, speaking of uh, great people, uh, this takes us to our hometown hero segment. Uh, John, our first hometown hero, Avery Letourneau. Avery is the swim team captain. He is an NHS member. His parents, uh, mom, Bev, dad, Tim, he went to element, uh, elementary school, eight elementary Possible future plans is he is going to Lafayette College to swim and study engineering. And his favorite money memory at FHC is winning the 100 fly at the state championship three days ago. So I'm scrolling through Twitter on Saturday night, and I see this clip that FHC Sports Report tweeted out. And it's of Avery Letourneau's 100 fly at the state meet. And I immediately stopped in my tracks because um, Avery was in – my class last year he was gearing up for the state finals he was super excited he was wearing it the the swim team does a really cool job of like coming up with this like state meet gear that they wear the week up and avery was gearing up for it and march the 12th was that thursday oh yeah and then he said coach anderson um you know my my parents can't come to the meet we're just swimmers only and then march 13th hit Swim meet canceled. No he was he was ranked, I think, first or second in the state. And I didn't see him again in person until this year. Um, but anyhow, three days ago, the young man won the state championship. Amazing. You, so the state championship here, here at FHC, we hold in very, very high regard state championships. It is a big deal. Um, Who wouldn't hold that in high regard? That's an amazing accomplishment. It, it, it is, the best but in the state. I, I, I feel like we do a really good job. We do what we have done is we do a state championship flag raising for those of you that are alumni or pa perhaps parents of young folk. We do a state championship flag raising where we, when we can, we bring the entire student body into the gymnasium. the The new state champion marches the school flag into the gymnasium. Um, you know, like a like a conquering hero they march it to the middle of the, the and uh, to the gym we read their accomplishments and then we raise the flag out front of the school and as long as there is a, sta a reigning state champion in in ranger country the state championship flag flies out front of the school that state championship flag has flown continuously since 2004 that is crazy so because of avery and his efforts that state championship flag will fly again and fly proudly. And I couldn't think of a, of a better young man than, than Avery Letourneau. Um, 
you know, a humble young man, a hardworking young man. I've seen him personally be kind to his, his fellow classmates. And he's just, he's just, again, he's our hometown hero. His teacher shout out is to Central Woodlands teacher, Tim Jaspers, uh, who is their assistant coach on the team. And he's really helped um, Avery throughout his career in the last two years in combination with their head coach, Dennis Neat. Uh, who make that he said coach neat and, and coach Jaspers make this like incredible duo. And so shout out to them, but uh, Avery certainly well-deserving state champion. He will have that moniker for a lifetime and we congratulate you and the state championship flag will fly proudly for the next year because of you, our hometown hero, Avery Letourneau. You know, I got to say, before we move on to our next hometown hero, this, uh, this Tim Jaspers, I've only met him once in person, but I got to say that I've heard that name repeated many, many times uh, throughout the student body as one of the great teachers at, at Central Woodlands and in Ranger Country in general. So maybe that bodes well for a staff spotlight at some point. Absolutely. I, I know that there are several kids who have told me, even now, their senior year, they look back and he is their favorite teacher. So that's high praise. Yeah, t- Tim is a legendary teacher and coach in, in Ranger Country. He led um, the uh, FHC swim team, I believe in ninety. Four. Please don't quote me on that. I was a part of the, the Hall of Fame committee that, that helped induct him. Um, but he was he coached our first st- team state championship in school history and many state championships after and many state champions after. So he is a legendary teacher in his own right. So we definitely need to do a spotlight in the very near future on Coach Jim, Tim Jaspers. But uh, once again, congratulations, Avery Letourneau, which takes us to our next hometown hero. Our next hometown hero is Whitney Curry. She is a senior this year at Forest Hill Central High School. Uh, she's in one of my classes. I've had the privilege of teaching her this year and in, in, a, in a previous year as well. And uh, this young lady, she runs cross country, she runs track, and she plays soccer. She loves hanging with her, fr- with her friends, with her family, and she's a part of the Leadership Club and Young Life. Uh, she has three older siblings, Mackenzie Curry, Zach Curry, and Stephanie Curry. Not Steph Curry, but Stephanie Curry. That'd be really cool, though. I gotta be honest. Um, no, 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 no offense to Stephanie. And my parents, Mike and Melissa Curry. Uh, she went to Thornapple, and next year she's gonna run cross country and t- track at Northwestern University. Her favorite memory of FHC was senior year cross country states when she received all state placing 17 and D1. Big shout out to Mrs. Lipke for always making lunch so much fun and always being there for me. Lipke, again, this lady pops up frequently. Yeah. And if I'm not mistaken, where we're recording tonight, she's not in more than a couple houses away, right? She is just up the road. We could just go take this equi- we, equipment and go bang on the door. We could, yes, yes, we could. <laughs> and uh, awkward. Yeah. <laughs> slightly, slightly. What's up, um, Lipke? Oh, okay. So, um, let's see. The next, okay. Let's so, see. Tony Saltini. Oh, yeah. I got a quote from Mr. Saltini because I know yes. that Tony and I have both had the privilege of uh, teaching Whitney. And he said, I typically see her training on the road. Like, he'll see her running down the road all by herself in the off seasons, which shows that she has a lot of determination and a lot of commitment. He doesn't think it's any surprise at all that she has had a lot of success, success in her sport because her hard work and her determination puts her above most other athletes. You're born with a certain amount of talent, but it's what you do with that talent, and it's what you do with the determination to push yourself further. You might not always be the best person in your sport, but you can still be the hardest working, and in some cases, she's both. Yeah, so. she's both. Um, so similar story. Um, Whitney, had her, you know, again, had her in class, fantastic and phenomenal student. She's bound and determined to, to be running something someday. Um, 
so me and a group of uh, friends each each summer uh, we do we do these um, kind of endurance events like these rocks um, or runs and so on this particular day we were doing a 30 mile ruck trying to trying to do this in one day and it was a hot July day and we were probably 12 miles out of Ada I mean we were we were a long ways from Ranger country and I'm dying like I'm marching down the street and we're kind of running, walking, running, walking. And, um, all of a sudden we see a runner coming our way and I'm like, ah, that look, runner looks kind of familiar. Lo and behold, it's Whitney Curry. And she just comes like a gazelle running down the street. And that's, I'm like, that's a nice comment. And I'm like, Hey Whitney, how are you? And she's like, Oh, Hey, I mean, not out of breath. She is, she is obviously, you know, at least a good 10 miles away from, from, uh, Ada or Cascade. And just out for a daily jog and out running. And I thought, kind of like Tony thinks, that is why she is, you know, reigns supreme, uh, cross country, soccer field, track. She's going to Northwestern, Big Ten athlete. It's because she's out doing the things that other people won't do on a hot July day at 8 a.m. in the morning. So congrats to you, our, our hometown hero, Whitney Curry. And she doesn't just limit the, that attitude to her sports pursuits either. I can tell you that in the classroom, she is a high achiever as well. She's one of the people who is very uh, persnickety. She always does every single detail that she's supposed to do. She asks driving questions. She self-advocates. She is definitely what we want a ranger to be. She embodies yes. every, every one of the ideals that we're looking for. So nice job, Whitney. You are definitely, without a doubt, a hometown hero. Very good. Um, so picking up there, our staff spotlight. This is a unique staff spotlight this week. We actually have two groups of staff spotlights, and, and, and this is really cool. Um, this week, we are picking the uh, amazing Ada Lunch and Playground Aids. Uh, two of the very best in the business, Lisa Marco and Kathy Marvin, both have served Ada for three years. They have children that attended Ada and have moved on, moved on to other buildings to Central Woodland, CMS, and CHS. These two ladies' dedication uh, goes above and beyond. They're here every day. They're there in the middle of the day during the heat, rain, snow, cold, and wind. They distribute all the lunches to the classrooms, then they head outside for recesses. They make sure students are safe, are active, and they promote Ada pride, being polite, responsible, inclusive, determined, and eager. I love that. Uh, Lisa and Kathy exhibit true caring and concern for all students, whether it is supplying Band-Aids, ice, Kleenex, or emotional and social support. I bet they're busy at the elementary level. I guarantee um, they are. They build, students, uh, they build up students, uh, whether it be supplying uh, th these Band-Aids, and they build relationships of respect with love and with humor. Ada is very, very lucky to have these two in individuals, and they're grateful for all they do. Um, most recently, they even filled in the office while Joyce was out of the, out for the week. They, uh, they stayed busy all day, finding endless projects to be done, and they are a true commitment. So shout out to Lisa Marco and Kathy Marvin at Ada Elementary for all of their efforts. Nice work, um, ladies. Yeah, and our second staff spotlight is? Our second staff spotlight is the Pine Ridge Salute to the Recess Aids. Uh, we've got Kelly McLean and Stephanie Russell and Malia Howard are the best recess aides because they always go above and beyond, whether it is helping a dog on the playground find its home, staying in, that's an interesting story that I'd like to hear more about, staying in the health room after an injury, collecting trash, cleaning after lunch. They are also very dependable and never complain about the cold weather or helping with any tasks that might arise. They don't know 
Pine Ridge doesn't literally doesn't know what they'd do without them. Those people are the grease. They are the cogs. They are the machine that keeps that school running. And uh, so I, I do know about that story about the dog on the playground. Uh, my oh, daughter came me. home, Zeta, the other day, and there was this uh, wayward uh, labradoodle on the playground. And Ooh, uh, Z- Zeta actually went up to it and grabbed it by the collar. She's a little bit of she's a little too fearless for my taste. <laughs> And she I wonder grabbed, where she gets that. She grabbed it by the collar, and um, her fellow classmates were like, "Hey, no, 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 let it go!" And and then I think Mrs. James and Mrs. McLean went like tailing the dog and like kind of followed it to its uh, natural conclusion. I guess that you know went back to a house or whatever. But that was big news at, at Pine Ridge. You know, a dog on the playground. That is a that is a big big deal. Um, so thank you to, to Kelly McLean, Stephanie Russell, and Malia Howard for your efforts. Um, you know, certainly we appreciate all that you do at Pine Ridge and beyond in Ranger country. Your efforts are appreciated. Gosh, Brad, I think that we, we would be remiss if we didn't, obviously it's good to focus on these specific individuals because they are amazing, but also let's just give a general shout out to all the recess aides at the elementary schools, all the, uh, the lunch providers, the staff, the food people, all those people. I know that they so, do an amazing job at the high school. I'm, I'm sure those people, I've had some in my family, actually. My aunt was a quote-unquote lunch lady. That's what she called herself. So, And she loved her job, and she did a lot for those kids. Yeah, they, 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 they certainly do. And I, I do want to um, just get this short aside. Um, Mrs. Holmquist was a Pine Ridge um, recess aide and, uh, her, her granddaughter I have in class now, Emmeline Holmquist and her, uh, her son, Todd Holmquist was a legendary wrestler. Anyways, Mrs. Holmquist was our recess aide. And in first grade, I was out wrestling on the playground and as first graders as do, boys will do, as yep. boys will do. So she pulled me over and I think I was being a little overly aggressive and she pulled me aside and she goes, you know, you ought to wrestle. And I was like, Okay, you know, I didn't really know, and I knew my dad had wrestled, and she goes, here, here's a flyer, and she gave me a flyer for the wrestling club in Forest Hills. Nice. And I went home and told my dad about it, and the rest is history. Now, you know, been, now how did that work out? Did that, you end up wrestling? Worked, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it ended up uh, a decent story. But um, so Mrs. Holmquist, uh, to me, if, if she's out there, I know she is. Um, I, I can't thank her enough, and uh, just her kindness and the impact she made on my life and the lives of others um, uh, at Pine Ridge. So to all recess aides and to all workers. So it's those little things, man. It's the little, it's those things, little things that, that you just never know. Change life. She, did, she may not have known at the time, but she changed uh, my life trajectory. Any, anyhow, um, to faces in the crowd, faces in the crowd. All right. Faces in the crowd this week, we decided to spotlight one of our former uh, colleagues at Forest Hill Central High School, uh, Chris McLeese. He is is still a legend. He may not be in the building anymore, but he is still a legend. People still talk about him, students, even uh, staff, all of us. Um, he taught at Central High School for 29.5 years, and he wanted me to be very specific about that. He didn't get to go out the way he wanted to. He had some health issues, and he had to stop teaching halfway through a year. Uh, it was it was quite a sad time to see him go. He's my he's my neighbor in class three. He was my neighbor. I'm in room two eighteen. He was in two nineteen. We taught beside each other for many years. There was many a day where I would go in there all worked up about something, and uh, he would uh, either calm me down or tell me a story or make me laugh or tell me to just shut up and <laughs> deal with it. Whatever I needed, uh, Chris knew what to do. So he he's an amazing man. Taught for nearly thirty years here. Uh, what he misses most is the kids. He misses those, just like you and I, his, his, uh, his forte was developing those relationships, that, that rapport. 
with students and uh, just showing how much he cared and, and letting them know that he was there. And he really does miss that. Um, his favorite thing about Ranger Country in general is the pride that you see at the high school and honestly, uh, at all the schools right around homecoming time. When you see us all just getting together, you know, pre-COVID or, or what have you, and just showing that Ranger spirit, everybody's wearing green, whether it's, it's community members, alumnus, kids from every one of the elementary schools, middle schools, we're all together, we're engaging in classic Americana bonfires and parades and, and football games and eating bad hot dogs that are really aren't that bad, but um, no offense, boosters, um, he really misses that. His uh, local recommendations, I asked him, I was like, what, what do you think we should focus on here? Brad and I always have our Ranger recommendations, and he pretty much said every single thing uh, that we've already covered. Sugar Mama's Bakery, big fan of that. Uh, Bobby's Tuffler, Tuffy Muffler, right there on the corner of, uh, of uh, Cascade and Thorn what is Apple. That? Apple. Bobby's a great man. Uh, that's, a whole, that's a whole thing. He, he's taken care of me several times. Uh, uh, Capriati Sandwich Shop, which we all love. And then, of course... If anybody, anybody out there who knows Chris McLeese knows that his second home, other than Forest Hills, his second home, other than his actual home, was Schmoe's Brewery. He, he had a mug there. He had a, a specific stool. He probably still does. I think the doctor told him to chill out on that, but he said, I'll do anything else, but life's not worth living if I have to give up my stool at Schmoe's. Yeah. So we're considering uh, uh, following up on that at some point. Yeah, we, w- we will. Um, so when I hear Chris McLeese's name, I just get a big smile on my face. I mean, he's a man who is, is a legend to so many um, past Forest Hill Central students. Model UN, he, he brought um, Model UN to uh, Forest Hill Central, changed a lot of lives, got a lot of people interested in social studies and worldly concerns. And um, I know that uh, a lot of my fellow classmates got interested about the world and about politics and about social studies through Chris, Chris McLeese. I know um, he was one of the teachers that changed my life, um, taking his class, Model UN um, and World Studies with, with him back in the, in the late 90s. Um, he, he inspired me and he inspired many people. And Chris, as a teacher, I, I can just I can just almost see like it was yesterday walking into his classroom with that huge map on the wall mm-hmm. and the Chris whole wall. and Chris with his corner desk kind of with his feet up and that big, you know, kind of like twiddling his thumbs and, and thinking, you know, as, as fast as his thumbs were going, his mind was going a thousand miles faster. And he just, he, he had the quickest wit and he just didn't have time for malarkey. He had no, he, he had no time for, for, for uh, malarkey. And he was just so genuine and so on the ball um, with, with just his teaching and his personality. And, and so one thing that's interesting, John, is when I started teaching in the social studies department, it was an unwritten rule that you went up to Mr. McLeese's, Chris McLeese's class for the morning and you had coffee in Mr. McLeese's class and you sat there until the first bell rang drinking coffee. And it was literally every morning it would be you know, uh, Cal Anderson and Laura Stiles, and there would be some people from the English department and Steve LeBenz would be there and Jeff Manders. And I, as the young teacher, I'd just be kind of like sitting there, like mouth closed, ears open, like eyes wide open, just like sitting there soaking it all up, the greatness in the room. I don't think I said anything for two years, but I, as a new teacher, I always had tons of work to do. And it was expected that you sit there 
every morning. And get none of your prep work done. And get none of your prep work done. And then walk down the hall, like sprint down the hallway. But I tell you what, looking back now, those were some of the best mornings I had at FHC to soak up some of the wisdom that Chris McLeese had. And uh, we miss him. He is is a legend. And, you know, his lessons live on in all of the students that he taught and all the teachers that are now not only had him. I mean, I had him, uh, but all the teachers that he worked with. Uh, There's a little bit of Chris that lives on and all of us in the way we teach and the, the intensity that we have. And we would all be better for it if we taught like Chris McLeese did. That's not untrue. He was a, he was a, a wise man in his way, clever, uh, lots of laughter. You could see the laughter in his eyes. Sometimes <laughs> it was directed at you and sometimes <laughs> yeah. it was with you. But he was a man who was always happy. You hoped it wasn't directed at you and it could be and you wouldn't know it. <laughs> well, that, that, that wit, you know, yeah. that was a sharp tongue yeah. that he had. Yeah. So. And, and he always had a love for the North. And, uh, you know, what, that's one thing that, you know, Chris, I, I know he's probably enjoying full well his, his retirement. And so, um, you know, shout out to him, to his family. Just great people. Chris is uh, salt of the earth. And, and what a great man who was inspired, you know, th- I could say, I could say it genuinely thousands Absolutely. of people that he is years of teaching yeah, 150 thousands. kids a year. The, the mean, impact is immeasurable. And that's so. just the kids that were in his classroom, that, which is not the entire scope of his impact because he impacted each one of us as teachers. And then 100%. we pass that along to our students as well. Without a doubt. So, but, but, uh, th- thank you, Chris, for, for everything, for your years of service. You are you know, one of our faces in the crowd, but but no doubt a legend um, in the halls of FHC ever and always. Uh, moving on to athletics. Uh, results, scores, and articles can be found at FHCSportsReport.com. Uh, boys basketball had a crazy finish to the, to, the, uh, to the basketball season. That one night that we were recording, they beat Rockford. They awesome. upended Rockford. Awesome. That's always a good thing. You know, so like uh, I'm married to a former Rockford Ram, and I have... Uh, brothers-in-law and sisters-in-law. Oh, Brad, I, didn't, I, I didn't realize that. Dude, I have nine, <laughs> nine didn't go to brothers Western and sisters-in-law. Michigan University, did she? No, she yeah. did not. Okay. No, she did not. But anyways, so like, I, I, I love the Rams. I student taught there, but I sure like to see uh, an FHC victory over the Rams. And, and we got it. So thank you. Coach Carhart, Bonnet, uh, Spates, all you guys, uh, Mahoney, uh, Irvin, way to go. Huzzah, success. Great final year. For Great final year. So, they, so then they went on to beat uh, Northview in the in the semifinals of districts and then fell to Forest Hills Northern in, in just, I guess, a barn burner uh, last Saturday. But, uh, you know, great season. I really believe, and you talk to Coach Carr, and they'll, they'll, he'll even tell you, he goes, he goes, man, we, we played out of our minds this season. They exceeded expectations. And uh, Coach Carhart's the type of guy, his work ethic, he, he, I know he brought a lot out of those guys. He got more out of them than they than they, than they knew they could. So Nicely congrats done, to Coach. the boys' basketball. Congratulations to everybody, Carhart included. Yep. Uh, wrestling, uh, regional champion Cade Jacobs takes his 28-0 and 0, uh, regular season record and postseason record into the state championships this weekend at KZU uh, Wings Arena, Saturday, April 3rd. Uh, Mason Childers on his 18th birthday qualified for the state tournament. That's been a goal of his for four years. He's a state qualifier. He'll fight for a spot in the top eight this this weekend as well. So good luck to uh, those wrestlers. Spring sports are off to a roll. Shout out to Danny Broadberg, our trainer, who is going to be doing several hours of COVID testing on Sundays. Starting Ooh. April 18th. Yes. MHSAA. Yes, all the athletes, huh? All the athletes. So, like, um, I think it's 400-plus athletes are going to be tested on Sunday and rotated through in time slots. Good um, Lord. Yeah, Danny Broadberg. So, those of you that don't know, Danny Broadberg is the trainer at the high school. Uh, I, I work closely, closely with her through the uh, training and her, and her staff, Alexa. 
um, who was her assistant from uh, Grand Valley State. Danny is one of those unsung heroes that she has made our sports seasons possible. I know she made mine possible. We had to test every, every other day, uh, basically. So uh, Tuesdays and Fridays, we had to uh, test for wrestling. And she put that whole thing together. She created a system. She got it done. Danny is outstanding. She'll tape you up. She'll she'll get she'll get uh, whatever you know the ice bags. She'll she'll sew you up. She'll get you back out on the on the playing field. But she's going to be doing this testing, and she's got a lot of work on her hands to make sure we have spring sports. That's uh, honestly that's too bad because um, her skills. Trainers are already an unsung hero. Our athletic trainers here at, at FHC and at every school I've ever worked yeah. at and every single athletic trainer and physical therapist that works with the kids to get them back out there on the field, they work hard and they know a lot and they have to do a lot. They're taping athletes every day. They're stretching them. They're, they're giving them advice. They're doing concussion protocol. They're, oh, yeah. they're, they're taking care of their wounds. They're, you know, whatever, all that stuff. And now to throw hours and hours of COVID testing on top of it. Yeah. My goodness. Talk about people who have gone above, above, above and beyond. Yeah. Danny seems to be yeah. one of those people. Shout out to Danny and the athletic training staff. Just just can't thank you enough. We feel I mean, your pain. Yeah. Uh, just uh, incredible person, incredible staff, making it all possible. Baseball went 10-2, uh, to 2, win over uh, East Kentwood with, in their first game. Todd Hartman, Lang Davis, Skippers leading the charge. Um, those two out there, I can't, I can't even picture, like, I know they're both like really good friends. friends. They play off of each yeah. other all the time. I can't imagine how much fun that must be, uh, for them. First of all, I know that this baseball season is kind of a sprint. Spring yes. Sports just start and they go, but I'm sure those guys are having the time of their lives out there with these young athletes. Yeah. You know, I mean, um, Todd and Lang are great friends and, uh, how, how, how much fun is that? You know, it doesn't get better than that. And they're coaching, coaching with your best friend, coaching with your best friend. And, uh, you know, you're out there. It's been a beautiful springtime. So, uh, good luck. Good luck to the, the baseball players. Uh, lacrosse had a great win over Carmel, uh, Indiana, Carmel, Indiana, one of the top programs in the country. Um, coach Shire and the boys, uh, got a, got a great win over that. I know that, uh, John Tomchek has gotten some, uh, some love from the team. They say he's having a really great season. Crandall Quinn, um, seems to be the man and the goal, uh, the goalie, a fantastic sophomore, um, he, he, great football player, great lacrosse player. Uh, Tony Quinn, his father, former uh, head lacrosse coach, kind of helped build the program that is FHC lacrosse. Um, Makes sense. And uh, softball, new coach Tracy Jenkins uh, taken to the mound uh, here soon with their team. Track, new coach Todd Steverson. I believe they have their first meet coming up. And then rugby, very excited to report that rugby has over 30 guys uh, on, the, on the pitch. Uh, a lot of promise. Upcoming games against Detroit Catholic Central, West Ottawa, Rockford, and Granville. So we've got a lot to look forward to in our tackle rugby season. Tennis and golf uh, looking to get started here soon. And then Crew had their first annual Ergata in the gymnasium. We were there. Re, uh, I was there for my wrestling guys. We were there um, at, at 6, 15 a.m. in the morning getting ready to leave for Grand Haven. And the lights are on in the gym everything's on there's there's there and i'm like who the heck beat us to the gymnasium on a saturday morning at 6 15 a.m it was lined with um ergs those erg crew machines those rowing machines and, yeah, yeah the rowing machines and the uh the crew coach is there and he comes you know sauntering out he's like oh i'm so ready he goes i didn't sleep last night i'm so fired up and oh, good man yeah All i'm right. like i'm like geez there is but uh <laughs> no the uh the, the crew folks there's a ton of crew there um rockford was there northern eastern i believe maybe um yeah and uh spring lake was there but our team took first 
and um, everybody rode to the best of their ability after you know a long, a prolonged time off. So good luck to that team and good luck to the crew uh, folks as they get into the water, hopefully after um, uh, spring break. And then soccer, big win over East Kentwood. Um, I've heard on the street uh, that our that our our Ranger girls soccer team um, is is going to be an absolute juggernaut this year. I, I'm That's, not surprised. I know I, I a lot wanna, of the girls like, on the team, and they are fierce. Yeah, I don't want to put the cart before the horse, but I I the word on the street is is that they are as good as they've ever been, and we've got awesome. the players. We 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 got a stack deck, and the state title is kind of the the unspoken like goal this year. Very, very cool. That'll be very exciting. exciting. Hopefully we can get some fans out there to watch some I of their know. games because I know. you know it's going to be open air and I think our fans are going to be sitting in the... They're, they're going to be playing games right here in our stadium that's unfinished, but fans will have to sit over on the other side in the guest seating. Yeah. But still, it'd be nice to get some support out there for them, get them drummed up so they can... Uh, they can really have that uh, that crowd atmosphere that yeah. they need to push them to the next level. So, soccer, congrats with your win over East Kentwood. So, again, check out um, all your your sporting results at fhcsportsreport.com. They have their podcast, and uh, check them out. They're, they do an excellent job they writing, really do. About, writing about every event. Uh, this takes us to our Ranger recommendations. And uh, weekly, we've had some recommendations. Um, this week, uh, I'm going to go with my Ranger recommendation, John, is the Cascade Barbershop. Cascade Barbershop. Let me tell you about the Cascade Barbershop. It opened in 1953 by Ron Biermacher. Um, it is now owned by his son, Andy Biermacher. And they, um, when you walk in to the Cascade Barbershop, it is a time warp. You are, you, you walk, it's like you're going back into time. And when you step in there in the springtime, it's Tigers games, talk radio, um, it smells like coffee, panade cologne, talcum powder, and um, there's a wood-fired stove in the wintertime, and they got the Lions games on, and sports talk radio. Uh, in the wintertime, they do the Christmas tree sales. Um, it is a throwback. It is like it has been frozen in time in 1965. And when you walk in there, so I got my hair cut there. I know, I know. Joke's on me, right? I haven't gotten a haircut in about 20 years. But I used to <laughs> I go. I was not going to make I that got joke. My, I got my first haircut there uh, when I was a little boy. Don't even remember it. And I went there all the way up through until I left their college. I got all my haircuts there um, throughout high school. And my mom would drop me off with a $10 bill. And she'd say, here's enough for the, the cut and the tip. Just hand Andy your $10. And I'd sit there, and I didn't know at the time, it was kind of like sitting there at coffee and Chris McLeese's class. I was soaking up life wisdom. I mean, if you want to learn something about Cascade, if you want to learn about what's going on in, in the area, go spend a half an hour in the Cascade Barbershop, that one right across from the gas station. Right by Cascade Roadhouse. Right by Cascade Roadhouse. And the Cascade Barbershop, is, it, to, to me, uh, and I don't want to be, you know, I don't want to be, if you're a young man in this community, you, you need to go one time and get your hair cut. At least experience it, the ambiance. Experience the ambiance. You know, I, I don't want to, you know, denigrate any other place that you're getting your hair cut, but go to the Cascade Barbershop one time, sit in the chair, have Andy talk to you. You know, the guy is just the most easygoing, you know, um, small talk, but he'll, before you know it, he's going to know your family's names. He's going to know your hobby, your favorite snack. And um, the the, uh, the Cascade Barbershop, kind of a cool story. My sister, who lives in Hong Kong, Kit, uh, she flew back, um, what was it, two, not this past Christmas, but two Christmases ago. She was here with her husband and my nephew, Walter. She made it a point 
for her son Walter, who was two year, uh, almost two years old, to get his first haircut at the Cascade Barber Shop. And we went there, and, and, and Andy has these little certificates, and uh, it's it's just this neat experience. That's so, quite a right of passage so, right there. Yeah, Cascade Barber. And, and, and we're like, oh, this is kind of like something that's pretty unique. He's like, no. <laughs> There's a lot of people that this is like a big deal. They drive in. For, and the guy, it's funny because the guy who was waiting in line in front of my nephew were like, oh, where are you from? And thinking he'd say like, oh, you know, 20, you know, Thornapple River, 20th Street, whatever. He's like, I'm from Iowa. He's like, I'm only home once every you know six months, and I always come here to get my hair cut. There you go. Absolutely. Um, so Cascade Barbershop, check it out. It's it's now, I believe, in its third generation of ownership. And uh, I hope you go check it out and tell him Brad Anderson sent you. He'll remember, you know, probably my record from high school and my grades and, you know, who I dated. And uh, he's that, just... That can be good and bad. Good and bad. But uh, Andy Andy Biermacher and, and the Cascade Barbershop is legendary. So go check him out. But, John, what's your uh, what's your recommendation? Well, uh, my, my Ranger recommendation for this week is... Okay, there seems to be a pattern developing, Brad. I don't know if you've noticed this or not. Some other people have pointed it out to me. I, I seem to either recommend uh, baked goods or breweries, and I don't want to. I don't want to break that stride. So I'm going to recommend the Thornapple Brewing Company, just like I said I would in our last episode. Um, <laughs> it, in the spring of 2017, Cascade Township welcomed its first brew pub, and uh, Thornapple Brewing Company, our brewing company offers the community a local spot to enjoy craft beer, cider, wine, spirits created by the internationally awarded and longtime local owners Jeff Coffey and Eric Fouch. And uh, I haven't had a lot of uh, interactions with Jeff, but Eric is a unique dude. If you ever go in there, he's got a haircut very similar to Mr. Anderson's in that he does not have hair, but he has a long gray like goatee. He's a unique fellow. And he is, uh, you can just tell that he's a genius in his craft because he is, uh, he's eccentric, but wise. And uh, you'll, there's no way you'll miss him. Um, let's see. He, uh, uh, with nearly 50 years of experience between the two of them, the co-founders, they've come up with a robust list of drink options that represent their favorite styles and recipes, along with a wide variety of food They've really become known around uh, the local area for their pizzas. I don't. Have you ever had one of their pizzas, Brad? I did have one of their pizzas. I had a crab rangoon pizza last week. Doesn't you know? You're like oh, crab rangoon. Well, I went I like in a good crab rangoon. I was uh, I was pulling up their menu online, and the first thing I saw was a crab rangoon pizza. We love Chinese food. We have it once a week here. I make it home. You know, homemade Chinese food, but I don't make crab rangoons. And so when I ordered our food, I said. Please give me a crab rangoon pizza. Went in and I said, that's got to be a pretty uncommon order. He goes, actually, it's our best seller. I'm not surprised. I mean, they've got some unique pizzas. The, the one that I have have had several times in the past, I believe, is called the Hipster or something along those lines. Yeah. It's got goat cheese on it. Sounds oh, kind of fancy. Gosh. but You're uh, making me hungry, John. God, it's such a good pizza. I'm dying here. Uh, they make good food in general. I mean, it's when we get to it in just a moment, when we get to the sandwich battle, we're going to find out. Uh, <clears throat> just how good. alert, but one of their sandwiches may still be in the running. That yes. sandwich that I had for dinner tonight while I stopped in there. Um, anyway, the place is amazing. The owners are great. They really know their craft. The food is great. They have outdoor dining, indoor dining. It's a great atmosphere. Um, it's good for the whole family. It's not, you know, it's not a traditional bar bar. It's, it's a brew pub, no, I, you know, bring the family, have some dinner and drinks. I think that's, what's really cool about Grand Rapids now is, you know, I, I'm going to say it right now. I mean, and I know you, you follow a similar pro protocol. I, I don't feel, 
out of place at all where I'll bring my kids to Gravel Bottom or Thornapple Brewing Company. The whole staff we'll, knows my daughter. We'll, we'll get we'll get out a board game or Uno or a coloring book, and we'll have some tater tots. And it's just like it's a really neat um, environment and in a place we're at in, in our community where, where that's like a cool thing to do. And, um, it, it's it, throwing up a brewing company has definitely got a, a great atmosphere and it's, it's family friendly. Um, and it's, it's, it's a great place to go. So, you know, I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to, you know, double down on your recommendation and say, that's, uh, that's a great place to be, which brings us to our best sandwich in Ranger country semifinals. John, All right. you had what today? I had the Thornapple Brewing Company smoked brisket sandwich. And, Brad, I made sure to get the au jus, just like you told me to. <laughs> and you're not wrong. I mean, it you changes are, it. you're 100% correct. I, I had that sandwich, and I was like, this is the sandwich Brad likes. I mean, I like brisket, but it's on a, a kind of a dry toast. A little dry. A little dry. And uh, I, I dipped it in the au jus, and it changed the entire flavor profile, the entire, <laughs> like, texture. It, it was a different sandwich. <laughs> it, it, it is. So, so I guess we'll go right to the, right to the matchup. So best sandwich in Ranger country contest. We're in our third round. We're in the semifinals. It's the thorn apple brewing company, smoked brisket sandwich versus the JT's homemade sausage sub. And the JT's homemade sausage sub is like, they're a dark horse. They, I did not think, I mean, it's a great sandwich, but I thought, okay, we'll put in a J. It, it, it has been a, a crowd favorite. It is one hands down each time. So this matchup is going to be a big one. So I'm going to put it on Google Forms. I'm going to send it out to my classmate or to our, uh, our classes and our peers uh, tomorrow. And uh, hopefully we get some votes while people are driving off the spring break or heading off, whatever, um, and we can get a vote. And then our second matchup, this is a big one. It's the Pit Stop Cuban Sandwich. Versus the Culver's Butterburger. The Culver's Butterburger has gotten an incredible amount of love. I thought, okay, we got to put them on, you know, family-owned restaurant. People love the Butterburger. You know, it's just, the Butterburger is beloved. I, you know Beloved. What? I think I'm gonna I'm gonna end up a pariah for this, just like you did for your your sauce. My stance stances, on condiments. But I'm I'm just not a lover of the Butterburger. It's it's fine. I I think it's a fine burger. Uh, honestly. I'm going outside of the rails here, but if you've ever been to Checkers, I think the Big Buford beats it by a hundred times. But wow. I know I am blaspheming the entire. We cascade. are going to go get more emails now than <laughs> a teacher that puts right. in a zero after a test on Friday. You may um, be correct, but I'm really I, I, I got uh, nothing against Culvers. I love Culvers, but I'm really pulling for so the sandwich. You're in that pulling one. for the sandwich. So um, today, Big Will Richardson, my heavy the heavyweight on the wrestling team, Big Will, strong kid. Um, big guy, regional qualifier. Patty teaches in the building. Proud father Dan. Will comes striding in. He's in my fourth hour in my you know we eat lunch in our classrooms now, and he has got he is double fisted. And what does he have in his? I'm like, what do you what do you have? What are you eating? Uh, and got he goes, the sandwiches, coach. Pit, pit stop Cuban sandwich. And I'm like, of course you do. Of course you do. And he goes, you want some? And he like his big old mitten. He hands it. He's like, you want some? Like puts it in my face. I'm like. No, I don't want your sandwich. I don't want your leftover sandwich. I don't want your sandwich, but I do want the sandwich. Um, so, you know, I, I'm going to withhold my judgment on that because I am the founder of the now defunct um, FHC Burger Club, which has had several intonations. For those of you that are out there, we, we you know we have a club. If, if anybody wants to pick it up and be the mentor for it, great. But I love the Butter Burger, but I love the Cuban sandwich. And then the, the second matchup, the, the, the smoked brisket versus the sausage sub, 
Oh man, that's a tough one. But really I, I'm gonna lean. I'm gonna lean towards the brisket sandwich. Uh, I mean, it's brisket's just, amazing. It's one of the best meats there is. And, and it, I tell you what, it was not super. Like I didn't feel heavy. I feel very. I felt very satisfied. Anyways, so good. Brad, we're almost at an hour. Oh my! We gosh. might have gotten too comfortable well, on location in your garage. Very, very much uh, a, a fun night. And you know what? I think the reason we've gone long tonight. And again. Nobody had to pay any extra for this. You didn't have to, you know, like do an extra uh, royalty for the download. Um, I think it's because we're off next week. We are. and we're So this feeling... is kind of like a double episode. It is. Yeah, we're not going to be here at all to do an episode next week. Brad's going off, gallivanting off to a, a VRBO, right? So an undisclosed location, which I shall report back to you. After the after the spring break, and I'll tell you all about my my exploits. And I'm going up north to uh, circa or not circa, so, so right around Big Star Lake to my cottage, and my family and I are going to have some some chill time together. We'll be back in town, uh, you know, at the end of next week because I, I'm gearing up for uh, youth soccer coaching. Youth I, soccer coaching, yeah, I fantastic. Coach AYSO U12 uh, girls, and it starts right at the end of spring break. Yeah, so I got to get got to get my act together. I'm I'm with you, man. We got uh, rugby in the springtime. Uh, I'm going to be timing some track events uh, coming up, and I'm going to be helping out with the uh, first and second grade YMCA soccer team, which I'm really pumped. Uh, and I'm I'm still mad, John. We were. I went from. So, when I coached my daughter's soccer team when she was in kindergarten, we had it zero to excuse me negative one to 50 score differential we scored a goal on ourselves <laughs> i was so so upset and distraught over our, my 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 experience as a soccer coach the next season we came back and we were undefeated and we we were there was no mercy on that on that, on that soccer field and then on what grade and, level was and this, this was again? kindergarten pre-k <laughs> And and I like I trained my daughter in the in the you know the, my kindergarten. They're out there doing burpees and mountain I, uh, climbers you, to you, core you, strength. You know it. And so um, we were going into the spring of her kindergarten year. I'm like, we are going to dominate the YMCA circuit. And then of course it got canceled. But no, all, all joking aside, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I'm going to be coaching with Matt Griffith, who was an FHC alumni. Um, and, and very much look forward to it. So we both got, we both have busy spring times. We do, but, but we'll still find we're going to do this. We're going to find a way to crank out our, uh, our, our podcast. Uh, we have over a thousand downloads. Over a thousand downloads. So we know that people are listening other than my mom, We've got uh, which mom, I appreciate, here, I appreciate you downloading. There, 50 there. We've got subscribers on right. several different platforms. So you guys, some of you are listening. Some of you are downloading. We appreciate every single ear that hears this. Uh, hopefully you get something positive out it uh, out of it, or at least it, it fills the silence in your it, car exactly. on, the, on the ride somewhere. So safe travels to everybody, and uh, we hope you have an opportunity to recharge, refresh, relax, and and come back uh, and and get ready for the end of the year. So I'm going to wish you well and ask that you do three things for me: use good judgment. If you have to stop and think whether it's right or wrong, it's probably wrong, and nothing good happens after midnight, especially on spring break. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, people, I'm going to ask you always be the change that you want to see in the world. Go out there and do the good that you think needs to be done and walk into our community, look around and assume positive intentions. Everybody here is a ranger. We look different. We act different. We have different interests and different perspectives, but we are one. So assume positive intentions. We're better together, Brad. We're better together. Be safe, people. Have a great spring break. We'll see you in a couple weeks. Take care.